As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And uh, Bob, talk to me about this weekend. Um, this weekend, uh, this past weekend, I was uh, bow hunting for elk over in uh, the Montana area uh, in the Gallatin Mountains, uh, fairly close to Yellowstone. Um, I've been hunting over in this region for probably the last 10 years. I am well aware that uh, there are, you know, grizzly bears in this area, and I usually feel like I'm pretty well prepared as far as carrying bear spray. I also carry a 45 pistol on my on my chest, just I guess as backup. But so we were over there this uh, past weekend for the final closing of the archery season for elk in, in Montana. And on uh, Friday uh, afternoon, late afternoon, we spotted a nice herd of elk. Had quite a few uh, nice nice bulls in it, uh, back up against uh, a hillside with a bunch of sagebrush in front. You know, we're well aware of sagebrush is um, kind of an area where you know, these grizzlies like to kind of hang out, especially around here because there's a large uh, population of elk, which makes great food source for these grizzly, which, you know, you can put two and two together, that's why they're there. So the next morning, uh, we went down the road, probably parked the truck about a half a mile down the road. Uh, we made it up over through just a small little section of uh, sagebrush, got up at the base of the hill where it was basically really low vegetation and we could have good visibility, one for the, for the elk and two so that we're not going through the sagebrush with uh, possibly bear encounter. Uh, it was snowing pretty heavily. Uh, we made it probably about four or five hundred yards away from the truck and we could hear the elk bugling uh, down below us uh, in the sage area. So uh, with our binos we were trying to uh, look you know for them but we could hear them but we couldn't see them because of the snowfall. It was, it was dumping pretty good. So we uh, saw a section of uh, sagebrush that was pretty low-lying, probably about two feet uh, tall, so pretty easy to walk through, pretty easy to see. We had a tree that we had kind of picked out, kind of nice prominent tree about 100 yards away, so we made our way up to, to that tree. Uh, we stood there for a few seconds, and the elk, uh, they bugled again, probably 100 yards away from us. So at that point, Greg and I... You know, we looked at each other and it's like, all right, let's move forward about another 30, 40 yards, get on the other side of those trees so we're a little bit closer to the elk and see what happens. So we moved about literally two to three steps and bam, there was a, a cub grizzly and this cub was probably anywhere from three to 400 pounds, um, a two-year-old, almost the same size as the mother. I'm guessing the mother, you know, anywhere from four to 500 pounds. Um, so anyway, uh, the grizzly, uh, the cub reared up made a growl and she kind of made a quick retreat. But as soon as mom heard that, that growl, mom was at full charge at me. Um, she was tw basically 12 yards away. So I didn't have time to get my bear spray or to reach for my pistol. 
um, and I thought, all right, maybe this is just going to be a bluff charge. And then after about her two kind of lunges at me or leaps, um, I realized that this was the real deal. So basically, I just got my arms out in front of me and kind of prepared for impact. Um, I mean, kind of like a, a football player would. I mean, I'm just... I really have no other choice. I didn't want to take my eyes off of her charging me so that I would and, and try and grab my bear spray or my pistol uh, just because then I would have been caught with my hands down and really, I mean, I felt that I would have had no defense then. So basically, I just knew, with, you know, go with what you know. So uh, I put my arms out in front and she kind of leaped at me like picture, you know, football player trying to tackle you. Paws were out, mouth was open, had my arm out in front, both arms, and I was kind of able to somewhat deflect a little bit the one paw as it went by my face. She grabbed onto my arm, and uh, she had my arm in, in her mouth for a second. She knocked me basically right down on my, on my butt, and she was on me for basically just a second. And my, brother, my, uh, my buddy, Greg Gibson, was able to deploy his bear spray, which seemed like an eternity, but in reality, this all probably only took from the time that we saw her to the time that she actually was on me, a total of maybe five seconds. She couldn't have been on me for more than two seconds or three seconds as far as biting or else I think I had been a lot more chewed up and uh, my injuries would be a lot, uh, a lot worse. So anyway, Greg sprayed her. She let go of me. She reared back up and she was on my left side and then she dropped over on my right side, dropped down on all fours to charge Greg because she saw him as the, as the new threat. Mm -hmm. um, when she dropped down on all fours, her head was basically two feet away from my head at the same level and I'm trying to roll to the side to kind of see you know, what's going on. Greg sprayed her again and she took off. She retreated at that point. I mean, I saw firsthand how effective this bear spray worked. Um, the first time when he sprayed her uh, when she was on me, I didn't hear it or see it, but she let go. And the second time, I, I did get, get a glimpse of that, and I did get a big hit of the bear spray myself. Um, <laughs> as she retreated, I uh, reached down to try and grab my bear spray, preparing in case there was a second attack. I'd like to be a little bit more prepared. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was doing that, I had blood running down in my eyes, and I'd been hit with the bear spray basically twice. And when I was pulling the safety off, I ended up deploying the bear spray and hitting myself in the side of the head with it. I mean, it only takes just a pssst, and it... That thing is powerful. It will clear the room. It, yeah. is, it is brutal. So anyway, I did that, and Greg is also has uh, bear spray in his eyes because it was, as hunters know, it was prime hunting. We had the wind in our face, which doesn't work very well when you're going to spray bear spray but it blew it right back in his face also so both of us were in a sense immobilized um, and during that time which was probably about five maybe ten minutes I, I couldn't tell you just excruciating burning pain and not being able to see um, throwing uh, snow on our face um, I was spitting water from my uh, from my bag and trying to splash my eyes and it it was it was brutal I wouldn't change it for the world at, at this point, but you know it saved my life. But it, it was painful. There was a, there was a, there was a couple of there was a moment there where I had kind of a sense of clarity. Um, the, the pain was so bad from the burning. I had my face kind of in the sagebrush in the snow just because it was uh, it was a relief. It was cool. You know we were constantly kind of yelling. We have no idea where the bear is. 
and I just had this kind of dead calm where I couldn't see anything and it was just dead quiet and I thought this could be it and I I don't I don't know what's going to happen and at that point it's like you got to fight for this and it pulled my face out started trying to open my eyes best that I could and you know just trying to power through this pain as much as possible realizing we have to get out of this situation so literally probably anywhere from five to ten minutes went by where we're in just total disarray we decided that uh, rather than trying to go straight for the road which would be going through more sagebrush and kind of an area that you can't see the sagebrush was six to eight feet tall so um, or some of the areas were so imagine kind of going through a corn maze yeah. where you really can't see too much so we went back uh, the path that we came in made it probably a couple two to three hundred yards and we found another open section of uh, uh, of kind of grass where the sagebrush really wasn't very tall so that is when we made our uh, run for the road and at that point I mean it took a while we were only going 20 30 yards at a time because the pain we were just keeled over throwing water and snow on our face just anything to to get back and I did at that point make the comment to Greg you know just trying to be as light-hearted as possible and just it's like you know if this would have happened in one of the other areas that we had been hunting you know two three miles back you know we'd be lucky to to make it out of there mm -hmm. let alone if i was by myself i mean i don't know what the outcome would be whether or not i would have enough time to to get my pistol out because at that close of an encounter i think that would be my only my only uh, savior mm -hmm. um and even if i did survive and i was kind of laying there it would have just been a brutal you know, brutal march to get out of there. So I owe everything to Greg Gibson and the uh, counter assault bear spray. You know, as far as him being there, being level headed, fast acting, and being able to get the job done and uh, help me through. We made it back uh, to the road. Greg went and got the truck, uh, picked me up. We went back to our cabin, which wasn't very far down the road. And at that point, I knew my eye was screwed up, I didn't know how bad and uh, my arm was, uh, you know, I, I knew that I had done something to my arm, but I didn't know to what level. There was a point during that moment of clarity where it was quiet, I said to Greg, I said, I think, I think my arm is broken, because I can hear kind of some popping going on, but I had full use of it, I could move my hands, and it didn't really hurt. But when we got back to the house, I took off my coat, and at that point, my sleeve was just covered in blood and I didn't see that before because I had kind of rain gear on. I pulled the coat off, and, or I pulled off the, uh, the shirt, and at that point I could see a, basically a gouge, a bite in my arm, my forearm, literally about the size of my thumb, as far as maybe two to three inches tall, and about an inch wide. I mean, it was, it was pretty nasty. But the weird part was that that did not bleed whatsoever. It was the two puncture wounds on the upper part that bled. But anyway, so Greg being ski patrol, has his first aid kit with him. He's able to uh, kind of, a, uh, you know, take care of cleaning up the, the, the bites somewhat. And he put me in a splint and we made uh, our drive to Livingston, uh, Montana to the hospital there. We had already let them know. Uh, we had ran into a friend of ours as we were getting ready to get on the highway. He'd called Fish and Game and he had called the uh, a hospital. So as soon as I walked through the door, the guy behind the desk picked up the phone, said, your bear victim is here. Literally seconds later, the door opened uh, to go back to, the, to one of the rooms. And in the rooms, there was already two or three nurses and a doctor basically waiting. 
and they took care of what needed to be done right away, took x-rays, and at that point we assessed that, or they assessed, that due to the to the fractures in the bones and the bite marks that they don't want to uh, stitch things up yet and set it. They want to get this thing cleaned out, uh, get it irrigated, and um, let a couple of days go by. So at that point, they uh, contacted a uh, the local hand surgeon um, at, at Bozeman uh, Deaconess, and uh, he was uh, he worked me in to uh, do surgery on uh, Monday afternoon. Um, it was quick. It was it was pretty quick. Yeah. I'm, and when I took the ambulance ride from Livingston, I was probably in their hospital for maybe an hour. They had an ambulance there. They got me to Bozeman. They pulled me out of the ambulance, whisked me right into the operating room, and I'm talking, it must have been maybe 10 minutes before the mask was over my face, and I was out. They cleaned me up and decided, you know, this is what we need to do, but they irrigated everything and assessed what the damages were, and I can't, um, I can't tip my hat enough to the speed, the efficiency, the hospitality that both um, the Livingston Hospital and the Bozeman Deaconess Hospital had uh, uh, as far as taking care of me. I mean, it was, I actually had an enjoyable stay. It was, it, as sad as it may, as it may sound, uh, I, I tip my hat to, to that group of people. And, um, and it was nice to be in a community that is um, um, an outdoors-minded community, so they kind of understand, you know, um, our passion with being outdoors. You know, whether you hunt or not, um, they 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 get it, and uh, everybody was uh, so uh, hospitable and 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 nice that uh, I mean, it, w it was a good good experience on yeah, that no end. Yeah, kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk to me about being back in the mountains. Did you guys have any cell phone service or anything? Where, where this happened was, we were fortunate where this happened. A lot of the places that we'll go, you know, we end up kind of going back in two to three miles. But this place that, that this happened uh, on Saturday morning uh, was not very far from, from the main road. We were probably, you know, a third to a quarter of a mile away from the road. And uh, to get back to the truck was, you know, literally maybe a half a mile at the most. So as far as accessibility, we were lucky. We had cell service, but you know, I did think about that. Do we call 911 mm -hmm. and then try and explain where we are in the middle of the sagebrush? Um, it's like you know, it's, and that's going to take the 15, the blind. 15, 20 minutes yeah. for them to get there, and you know, trying to get on the phone and it, it, so yeah. we just figured, you know, we'll take care of this and get our get ourselves out of there. So, um, I don't know, you know, that happened just days ago, man, and you kind of just. You just have this lighthearted attitude about it. You're like, my life is, you know, I'm still kicking. I'm, I'm really, really <laughs> lucky yeah. of, of what happened. Um, I try and be prepared. Um, I've been, you know, an avid backcountry elk hunter for, for quite, a, quite a long time. Um, I'm well aware of uh, the danger that is out there. Um, since I've been hunting in Montana and there are, uh, you know, a, a tremendous amount of, I don't say tremendous, but there's a large population of, uh, of the grizzlies in the region that we hunt. So being bear aware is, is the most important thing. I know better than, you know, going into sage. So like I said, we tried to uh, alleviate going through or, or minimize 
um, when I'm hunting in the in the backcountry. Um, I try and stay away from uh, really tightly grouped trees or brush, just as that's where you know a lot of grizzlies will like to uh, like to bed. Um, if I do find a carcass that's out there, I still I stay well aware away from it, um, just you know to alleviate any sort of uh, uh, altercation or or meeting with uh, with a bear. So I think that I'm on that end savvy, um, and you know as we know, you know things do happen. Um, I was lucky that, that Greg was there with my side, or by my side, and was so quick acting. Um, and as far as this, I guess at this point. I'm really not too traumatized. I'm not trying to be macho or anything, but one of the things about this was, thank goodness this wasn't, you know, the full grown type of boar that we're used to seeing on TV, which probably would have, cru you know, crushed my arm. Um, and it happens so quick. Um, I'm used to seeing, you know, bears in, out, in, out in the woods, nothing quite like this, but, um, and I, you know, it, as most people that have been in the backcountry or that are, are they avid about it, um, you know, every once in a while these uh, these situations come up, and it's a matter of you know how how you how you handle it. Uh, next year, to say how traumatized I, I will be, or if I am, I, I honestly can't answer that. Mm -hmm. But there are a few things that I, that I certainly will change. Um, I will always have my hunting partner close. Um, because if Greg would have been, say, maybe 30, 40 yards away on the other side of the on the other side of the brush, um, that might have been, you know, another 30, 40 seconds for him to get there, which yeah. could have been, you know, completely a life-changing um, experience for me. Um, and as far as where I carry, carry my bear spray, I always carry it on the side of my hip, like like uh, like a gun holster. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start carrying it in the front, uh, over by my pocket, so that I can grab it with both hands, and I can make sure that I uh, pull it out easily, and that I can see it in front, so that I'm not having to be um, at, at a weird angle trying to reach for it and and see what's happening, like mm -hmm. which happened. Uh, when I tried to deploy it and ended up uh, hitting myself. I mean, it was just in the heat of the moment, just total chaos, you know, I couldn't see, and, uh, you know, it's just, but that's, those are the things that happen in life, no matter how well prepared you are. Talk to me about, you know, being back home. How good is it to feel back home? Um, <laughs> yesterday, it was, uh, it was pretty nice. My family, uh, they came over on uh, Saturday, Saturday night. I called them after I, uh, when I got to the hospital. Uh, I didn't want to really, you know, um, scare them. Yeah. Um, because I didn't think my, my wounds were, were that bad. Yeah, I mean, I've got scratches on the eyes, a couple of stitches there. My arm, you know, the break that's here is actually pretty minor. Um, it's, you know, luckily it was a smaller, smaller bear, so my arm is not crushed, but I do have, you know, some plates and screws in there. I mean, that's just what we do with a broken arm. So all in all, I'm not sore by any means. So on my end, I didn't think that I was in that bad of shape, and I really stressed to them that hey, there's really not any need for you to come for you to come over. I actually thought I would probably be released on Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and uh, you know they said, oh, we're going to keep you and kind of cleanse this out, and then Monday was surgery. So, and actually, I had a pretty enjoyable time in the hospital, so it wasn't that bad. My family arrived on Saturday night. Uh, we came back uh, yesterday afternoon, had an enjoyable drive back, and uh, um, it. As anything, we've had a little bit of adversity in my in our 
my family with my wife's health, and she's good. And this has really brought our family together. And you know, with what happened with me, it's, it just proves how tight knit of a family that I have. And I'm pretty blessed to have kids um, and a wife that are uh, so supportive, and everybody's so loving and so tightly knit. Yeah, we spend a lot of time together, and uh, this is just another another bonding, binding experience. So. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.